Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, uh, Nikki D. Cannon, Final Fan and Blood Angel Extraordinaire, uh, and I'm Seth the Mad Doctor, competitive correspondent. How have you boys been doing? Dude, I am doing fantastic. I got back from Cherokee and I got bit by the hobby bug and I'm like, I got to get to work. Can we can we show this all? Yes, look at this. This yeah, is OK. I know it's my typical earth tone colors. We've got a, you know, a, a, a kind of a tan white. We've got a, a dark olive green. But ignore that. Those are ghost kills. For those of you who don't know, those are Tau models and they, they are weathered to the extreme i am i accept okay Seth is just grinning here just say it Seth. say what you want to say no no i wanted to tell the story about dyson you this weekend but that's it we'll, we'll wait for you to finish and then i'll tell okay my cool i'm gonna brag about my my hobby progress real fast because yeah, i drove yeah. like a madman to get home and got passed out and the next day i stayed up late learning how to weather and and guys um, I don't know if you know this little product from Monument Hobbies. It has been uh, liquid gold. Yeah, it's it's the reverse weathering stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 yeah, dude. It's weird. It's 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 N E W S H by Monument Hobbies. I have never used a Monument Hobby prog- uh, product before. I gave it a try, and wowzers! It's a uh, you basically paint your model and then you cover it over in sludge and then use a sponge to remove everything, and you get this really cool natural weathering finish. So hmm. I'm very proud about that. But but Seth, that was that was my hobby progress. Obviously, we were we were all in Cherokee this past weekend. Yeah, we were. I know you were busy. What, what what were you doing in Cherokee? You were rolling some dice, right? We were rolling some dice. We'll talk about our Cherokee experience uh, more in a minute. But I did want to, while we had your model up on the screen there, oh, yeah. I do want to tell the story, Kicker. Okay, tell a story. Um, because Kicker had set up a t- one of the the FLG tables uh, right next to uh, the the kind of front booth that he was working. <laughs> he was playing games throughout the weekend. No, 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 and- Seth. Seth, that table was not for games. It was purely a demonstration. We were demonstrating. Demonstrating how to play a game, yeah. <laughs> now, now I had been rolling. We make custom dice for every event, and I was rolling the Cherokee dice. And I, I got to say, I was not enthused with the statistical <laughs> uh, results of the the Cherokee dice. And I kept trying to get Kicker to roll the dice while he was demonstrating his game on the table. And he loudly proclaimed to me that no, he won't because his dice matches army. Yes. And his, his army was was that like OD military tan, similar to this ghost kill here. Yeah. And his dice were black and dark green. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, these match? And he's like, yeah, they match. And I'm like, no, yeah. they don't, Kicker. He's like, yeah, they do. I was like, you need tan dice to match. And he's like, well, no one makes tan dice. And I was like, Kicker. You work for a company that makes dice. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't want to make a thousand dice just for myself. I was like, you run a military appreciation event in July where you could make military color themed dice. Done deal. Done deal. He was like, oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I told that same story to Adam Solis earlier this week, and he was, he didn't have the same reaction you did. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. We do. And I'm like, (laughs) so guys, when you're getting at the Lone Star Open, you are getting tan dice purely because I want them for my own army uh seth wonderful point i i love having you as a friend because you bring such valuable insight to me all the time the <laughs> insight I, being black and green don't match tan well the, the black and green was like kind of a camo vibe going with my my guard army i, I know i'm trying anyway but the, i saw those models and i went boy the tan dice and match those two the tan dice will definitely match those. Okay, so my hobby progress, I got some painting. We ran an event. Seth, did you actually get any hobby progress? I, I know did, I did. So right. uh, as as listeners uh, of the show know, I did say that this year I wanted to start all the Xenos armies um, except for GSC. And oh, hey, John McCardle there. Uh, John's in the super chat. Congrats on another great event. Thanks, Thank John. You, uh, sad we didn't get to see you there, but it was good seeing you at LVO, bud. Uh, yeah, and we did get so much, to have a good time hanging out. Um, 
train of thought. John uh, just disrupted it. Your new army. Tyranid. Yes, I so I bought I bought a bunch of uh, uh, of the Leviathan sets of, of Termagants from the secondhand shop. It was a good deal. I got I think I got like sixty or seventy gaunts. Yeah, I got a lot of gaunts. Yeah. Um. So I, I got a bunch of that. And then I was like, all right, this is a basic troop. This is great for like whenever I really decide to build the army out, I'll have the basic troops. And it's always fun to kind of start testing your paint scheme on a basic troop. So I did, you know, my buddy has Tyranids, Brian. I wanted to do something sort of like his. So I got to get based on my scheme. So I, I did do a test scheme. Let's see uh, Let's if see if see Nikki it. D can pop that up. I don't know if I actually put it in the notes now that I said it out loud. I did not. All right. Okay. Well, Use your imagination, people. So I did a I did a blue body. My my buddy's nids are red bodied with with black carapace and purple highlights. I want to do the black carapace and the purple highlights. I didn't have the right purple when I got home, so I ordered that from FLG. Um, but I did do a blue body, and then I wanted to do a little green for like the talons and claws and stuff. Um, so I threw that in there. Um, I now feel bad that I'm vamping, waiting for Nikiti to find this no. at the last minute. Seth did share it in our- I did share it on the Frontline Gaming community page. So you and can always the Frontline Gaming community page. And when you, um, when you texted it to me, I was like, oh, damn, that looks good, Seth. That looks good. Yeah. And, and I used, uh, if, we're, if we're plugging Monument Hobbies, I decided um, rather than using traditional like GW washes, I went with the Monument Hobbies transparents. Mm -hmm. um as my washes because they are much darker and much more pigment saturated um mm -hmm. and it really gave a lot of depth to the blue and green so i liked it it was happy i cool. like how it came out well um, i can vouch for you that they look great let's, uh, let's well, bring our friend the page and check it out on the frontline gaming community page all right look at that look at that look at nice plug thank you hey there's nikki d what we what have you been up to man uh, so you were as well you were at cherokee but you got some hobby timing and i know you've been bragging about it to us i'm very excited i i realized after cherokee I missed Nurgle. I went away from chaos. I was like, is this weeks. you saying you got a sickness? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm clean bell health, guys. Clean bell health. No worries there. But, you know, I, I played Necrons at a trios tournament. I, I, I dabbled, went back to dabbling with demons. And then I played Blood Angels at Cherokee. We'll talk about that later. But uh, especially after playing Dan, I forget his last name in round one. He actually was one of the uh, top four at Cherokee. He had a great Death Guard army. And then uh, just as I went through the event and just looking, I miss Nurgle. So I am painting a Death Guard or maybe it's it's, it's maybe Death Guard. It's maybe uh, Chaos Demons, Demon Prince. So working on that mm -hmm. right now. Uh, I think I'm going to be playing Death Guard for a while. I think that's the train that I'm set on. Cool. Cool. Going, uh, going far from grace, going from blood angels to death guard, man, going all the way to the other side of the world. No, very cool. Um, guys, I know we're gonna be talking a lot about Cherokee. Um, yep. I, I will tell you that after an event, I just always have extreme hobby, I guess, eagerness. I don't know. I'm just ready to build the next list or, or just, I mean, uh, I can only imagine how you guys are feeling. Seth, though, you're going to stick uh, with your, your, your Necrons for the next tournament. Or I, I, well, so the next tournament I have is two weeks. Oh yeah. So you're sticking two with those. Weeks. Yeah. So I'm probably not changing for now. Um, I, Nikki D, if you check the slides, I may or may not have added a certain, uh, slides. I may or may not. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe not. We'll, we'll see. See, we see. Oh, I think we see it. I think there we go. Look at that. We know there the he is. There's there my little gant, gaunt, termagant. Um, yeah. So I, I like the blue. I like the green. Um, the purple on the tongues and the cables. I, I want to do with a different purple. So, like I said, I ordered some some new colors, and then I want to highlight the carapace with purple. So that by no means done, but you know, kind of getting an idea of where I'm going. Um, but isn't it fun to go to the polar opposite? You've been painting robots, right? Zero organic elements, and now you're painting yeah. nids. Zero yeah. non. That's why I like it. Yeah. That's and I and I, part of me wanted to do it with contrast, but I was like, I don't. Uh, contrast is 
is fine and and it's great when you're trying to get your army painted quickly but i'm not in a rush to paint this army so i was like let's take my time and like really try to make them pop so here we are anyway um let's get into the industry news kicker uh what's been going on so you know we're gonna keep it a little faster tonight we don't really have anything specific regarding games workshop nothing too crazy i will tell you though some pre-orders are going up this weekend and mm-hmm. old world is getting a lot of love we're getting new and returning models for both tomb kings and bretonia specifically let's talk about the new stuff we're getting the the tomb king on bone dragon this is a monster now, of a set they've they've previewed this this was not in the release box set though right i, I believe yeah. so i don't think in- it was in the release box set but they've previewed images of this one so we knew this one was coming um so it's finally got its model release which is exciting for those those uh, old world players out there and they're getting a, a, a you know emissary of Cetra. I can't even I can't say any of this stuff, man. I'm sorry. I just Nakoff emissary of Cetra. I know. I know. I skipped the first word because I'm like, it's like, is that like a you know? An yeah, yeah, you Nakoffed. Nakoffed. And yeah. then Nakoffed. <laughs> there you um, got it. I, I wonder if any of these are like Egyptian name. Well, like, like is that they're, a, sp- they're they're supposed to be Egyptian themed. I don't know if they're actual Egyptian names, okay. but, but then also we're getting these you know shiny new models. But we're also getting skeleton warriors and archers, which are plastic. We're getting uh, skeleton horsemen and chariots, uh, chariots and knights of the realm, uh, lords, knights on foot. Let's focus on those knights on foot, green knights and the uh, prophetess of the lady. I don't know what the hell that is, but the knights on foot are actually a new kit. Yeah. Uh, and yep. they are just gorgeous. I'm like, whoa, this is cool. And it's kind of weird the 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 dichotomy that we're getting with with the old world. You're getting like old models that are like 20, 30, 20, 30 years old. I don't know. Right next to brand new sculpts. So it is entertaining. The the two the two kits though, the old and the new, do look correct. Like they're all scaled. They, they match. Yeah. yeah. They match. Yeah. So oh, okay. Now this is really exciting. Horus Heresy. <laughs> of it was. I was. Um, I, I can't help but get excited, guys. It's it's basically guardsmen. The the yeah. solar auxiliary battle group is going. Seth is like, I'm just gonna leave now. We don't need to talk about more guardsmen. Uh, but this is the new battle group. They showed these at LVO. This is where the formal announcement was, was. Everyone was really stoked. It was this big live preview. Um, but no one knew the price, and we now know. Uh, I believe the price is out there, right, Seth? I, I mean, I, I think it's. I know yeah. somebody posted the price online uh, publicly. Well, you know, one of those things, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's going for two hundred and ten dollars. Now, that's a lot of value for that two hundred tens. Now, yep. you're comparing this to say the guard box set, which had our, our artillery piece and like a, little, a sentinel and some squad, you know, infantry. This has two big vehicles and a sentinel plus all the infantry. yet it's about the same exact price if not the exact same price and i know seth the orcs you know the beast snaga whatever the beast boy mm-hmm. what, what was in that set do you remember what, what that set was uh it was 20 beast snaga boys three squig hog riders a knob on smash a squig yeah. And a uh, Zodrog Wart Snaga. That was it. So so that's a great set, but like this set in particular just has so much more going. You're basically in three vehicles and the 20 plus, you know, infantry. So I don't know. I'm kind and, of. And you away. definitely, you know, if you wanted to, I guess could use it for 40K, you know. Oh, kicker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I know that I was in some of the 40k chats and everyone's like, of course these are guardsmen, of course. Like, what else are they? You know, uh, kicker. I I did I was actually saying a pre-show. Um, I actually I have a, a kins uh, a kinsmanship now with with the guardsmen. I've been playing Helldiver two oh. uh, this this last few days, and uh, it's it's basically playing guardsmen, particularly uh, oh, okay. Krieg guardsmen with a very low survival rate oh, and cloning, lots of cloning. 
Oh, so so is it a, is it a game that you really have to focus on, or is it something you can just kind of play while like half-assing it? Like, is it? I, no, I never... no, you'll die very quickly. Oh, okay. And the the that. definitely not Necrons and definitely not Tyranids will eat you in a heartbeat. <laughs> awesome, man! Awesome, awesome. Nikki D, have you played Helldiver? I, I know that you're nodding your head in the behind the screen. There is this a game that you're familiar with? Someone, a friend, brought it up to me as basically like, "Hey, would you want to play?" starship troopers from the point of yeah. view of like yeah, one of the it's... many starship troopers which let me tell you yes yeah right. yes hard I, hard i, yes. I actually was playing it with one of our our uh our our judges uh last night jorge um who's <laughs> i literally guy. i literally just said the man's name and then watched him log on to hell divers the notification <laughs> popped up on my screen the second i said it he's doing it so oh, which is not waiting for me <laughs> um but but by the way guys just just throwing this out there starship troopers still holds to the test of time like it's still a quality movie like that is you know well, i was points out i'm probably not a guardsman when i'm playing uh hell divers i'm probably more like a scion <laughs> or a, a tempestus yeah that's yeah. good that's good no i i guess i'd rather be a scion like you're still anyway i have kinsmanship with the solar auxilia now i know I'm, they're, I'm, they're steph i'm getting you a, a box of guardsmen just just i'm good Merry i don't Christmas. need I, I literally just started a horde army of nope. gods i nope. don't need you can use them as like the cannon you can use them like as basing material for your gods right. i actually good. haven't figured out what i'm doing i might just do the same like space like gray you know astro turf stuff yeah. um like astrogran and stuff i did for the votan on them i don't know i i I haven't figured that far ahead. I'm just throwing this out there. You could take my hobby advice or you could just piss on it, whatever you'd want. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, is that a thing? Do you piss on things that you don't like? I don't know. I, I don't know. I maybe. think that's a British, British term, that right? Or that's a take the piss out of something, right? There we go. There we go. All right. Well, you don't have to take my hobby advice, but I, I am going to say that if you have a bright colored model, like your, your, your name, yeah. you might not want to have bright colored basing because. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Like the, the gray kind of, you know. Yeah. But I want to do like the fluorescent tufts that you love with your Votan because those. Yeah, and then really like I'm saying, I'm thinking of just doing literally the same basing scheme as the Votan because I think it would, they would pop on. I don't know. I got to mess around with them more. All right, we'll have fun with Again, that. Again, we're far, we're far, we're far from we're finalizing okay. the plan. We've also on the got project. some other characters coming up for pre-order. We got a White Scar dude. We got another Dark Emissary yep. console. We got some Apothecarian thing with poses, different poses for Space Marines. Yep. Basically, more thirty k Space stuff. Marines. More Space Marines. That doesn't surprise anyone. There's always Space Marines. Have any of you guys used the 30K Horse Heresy models for 40K Space Marine conversions or proxies? I did once upon a time when I was working on a Fallen Army. I don't know that I have any in the actual Space Marine Army I have. No. So, uh, Nikki D, have you? I know you're kind of our Space Marine fanboy here. Have you used 30K models for 40K yet? Myself, not personally, but it, it's funny you mentioned that because I've been looking at some of the Horus Heresy Predator kits uh, yeah. as a as a modified ball predator, uh, or as I'm Hold restarting on. Death Guard. Well, I like I like the Horus. I Heresy have important predator. news about the Horus Heresy ball predator kits. Let's I recently learned from uh, a friend of mine that there is a ball predator, or not a ball a a um, predator and a predator support tank. They are yeah. different, oh, yeah, yeah. and they have different sponsons and different uh, turret weapons. So if you're doing something like that, make sure you're you're looking deep into the details yes. of which kit you're buying. <laughs> yeah, it's and, not I, and wrong kit. I have been I have been made aware of that. But yeah, as as okay. I'm restarting my or doing my Death Guard, like, I, do I want a 40k Chaos tank or do I want like an old school you know Horus Heresy yeah. Dusk Raider you know tank from my Plague Marines? I kind of want the old version. I kind of yeah, think that. it looks cooler actually. Yeah. That's just my take. So I may you have know, a mix. 
Uh, okay, and not trying to go down a tangent, but uh, I'm going to do it really. <laughs> We've been on the already. Okay. All right, I, I got some Necromunda characters or Necromunda. I don't know the way to say it. And I thought they'd be perfect at like some guard characters, some HQ choices. No, they're just completely a different scale. And I've Ooh. used a lot of the Necromunda kits in the past, but for like aliens or robots, or whatever. But the yeah, actual like, different scale. human being scale is so different that it was really disheartening. Like I wanted to use one as a Krieg, and I'm like, this guy looks like an like an ogre, basically. Not not going to fly. So, Look, he he. Has had some extra space steroids yeah. in his yeah. corpse starch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. His corpse starch was, was you know, protein enhanced. All right. Okay. Let's go to some FLG news, guys. We have the Rocky Mountain Open. That is the next event that's happening next month in March. Yep. And holy fish sticks, it's gotten big. We've sold out of tickets for 40K and Age of Sigmar. I was able to, sorry, Star Wars Legion, take a few of your tables and give them to 40K. And yeah, because I was like, I actually had some folks this weekend asking me, what's the next FLG event? And I was like, next one's Rocky Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Our truck, Mike uh, Gandolfo, our driver and, and friend and associate is at all the events. He is currently driving the truck back from Cherokee to, you know, get it restuffed with product and tables and terrain for about a week. He'll be sitting in Vegas before it's on the road again back. We're letting the road where he's in chat here. He gets to have, have a week break. Yeah, he gets a week off. You know, I hope he gets some rest because Colorado's the next one. And well, I, importantly, I think he needs to spend time with the family to make up for the fact that he's been being yeah. away. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he might not be allowed to get rest. He might have to like take the family out or something. You never yeah. know. Yeah, we'll do what you need to do. Recharge your batteries because uh, Colorado's big. We're going to need more terrain than I was expecting. I will be updating our inventory spreadsheet <laughs> tomorrow. Sorry, my friend. Uh, I'm but- sorry, but pack more stuff. Bye. Well, like I just looked at uh, I looked at uh, total tickets. I'm like, whoa, we got to add some more tickets because all the events have just sold out. So yeah. we did add a few more. Sadly, we detracted a little bit from Legion to accommodate the the growth of 40k and Age of Sigmar. But I know we all care about large tournaments, but we also care about food, especially at tournaments. And this is uh, I'm pleased to say that Brandon Roddy, our, our our boots on the ground, our regional community coordinator, and now officially one of our judges for the Rocky Mountain Open, he just texted me. Let me pull this up. Boom, boom, boom. Sorry for the delay. Here we go. So we will now have four food trucks. I think last year we had three food trucks. We're going to have a Cheese Love Grill, the Rice Guy, the Denver Taco Truck, and then a Mystery Wild Card food truck that I have yet to hear the actual name of. Um, by the way, I love the uh, I, I love that one guy's just like, I'm the Rice Guy. I'm Googling the Rice Guy. I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. I think the Rice Guy last year had like teriyaki chicken served over rice, and it was very, very enjoyable. Um, let's move on past Rocky Mountain Open. Seth, if you get any interesting comment, any interesting info on the rice guy? I mean, I was just like, what is the right? I'm like, I just want to imagine a dude with just a giant vat of steamed white rice. That's it. That's it. That's it. That will fuel you. It's, it's affordable. It's, it's, it's yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks like I'm just pulling up his menu now because I'm curious, you know, you pick your protein and that looks like that shifts by the day and then you pick your sauce and get some rice and protein and sauce. You know, playing a, a 40K tournament, that's an endurance sport. You need those carbs to keep you going. So you, oh, yeah. you need your rice, right? Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I have I have an important question from chat. Oh, let's hear it. Do we have an announcement on the combat juice or drink for Rocky Mountain Open? <laughs> they want, the chat wants to know because chat apparently know. people in chat and also Nikki D enjoyed it at Cherokee. So do we, do you have an update for Rocky Mountain or is that going to be, are they going to have to pay attention to a future? Well, well, Nikki D, for those um, poor souls who do not know what combat juice is, who have not been blessed with the, the sacred beverage of 40K tournaments that is known as combat juice, why don't you give a little background, a little quick history on combat juice, Nikki D? Yeah, well, Combat Juice, I believe, launched at, at LVO, but basically mm-hmm. it's the FLG event 
uh, cocktail, signature cocktail for the event. So at at, uh, at Cherokee, it was uh, involving, it's supposed to involve some kind of local exactly. uh, spirit. So yeah. it was uh, North Carolina moonshine. It had, <laughs> I think, some grenadine, some blue stuff in there. I think some pineapple juice. Cacao, I think uh, yes, I yes. So I think uh, it was round two on the first day. Some of the guys with uh, that I know from North Carolina, I think all but one of them and myself lost the round so like everybody was was not really feeling it after round two and that was the thing where i was like guys we need to pick me up let's let's go get some combat juice yep. and uh it was it was a crowd pleaser it was definitely a hit yep. i was i was i mean i i knew that it, you know, i did a small focus group with the wives club uh they they definitely had some some good reviews for it as Seth, can you please explain the wives club because i was we're, there. we're getting way ahead we need to okay, get to the actual like is there any more other things that you need to talk about yeah, okay like we're getting, flg we're, news uh, then we'll talk about the wives club or chat because chat asked i am working on the combat juice for rocky mountain open i'm working with the chat bar. recommended what was it uh kr quinn i need some advice uh, he called it buffalo booze buffalo booze buffalo blues booze Okay. Oh, you know, Buffalo Blues. Easy. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I'm totally. I'm, I'm. I've got a call with the bar on Friday to try and help figure out what this drink is. Um, and also, we try to have a percentage of all sales of the combat juice go towards a local charity in Cherokee. It was going towards uh, the. the a, 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 an organization that helped children in the area. I'd like to do something in Colorado. If you have a charity in Colorado that you think that we should be supporting with the sales of combat juice, please tell us. All right, now on to B A O, guys. That is the kicker. I have an idea, but I don't know how feasible it is, but I'm going to float it right now on air. All right, just do it. <laughs> I've seen in the past where local game, like schools have like gaming clubs. Yeah. Like what if we could support a local school club? Yeah, I know. I do. I love it. Drink. Someone in Colorado, club. go find that club yeah. and bring it to kicker. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And AR I, Quinn, that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, seriously. Yeah. And I will even sit in a few starter boxes of various game systems to help them get, I know. probably could have some things in my closet of shame. I could do yeah. it. <laughs> you, know, just, you know how they do like uh can drives, food can yeah. drives. <laughs> just positive game drive. Yeah. We Everyone do. just brings great plastic. We're okay. on so many tangents tonight. All right. Way too many tangents. We're going to talk about BAO real fast. Cause this is happening in May. People have been asking when is, when are tickets going live? When are tickets going live? The BAO is in a weird transitional phase. We're part of KubelCon in full. However, we're slightly limited in space. So we're trying to figure out just how many tickets we can sell. I do have good news, though. If you like the old world, we're doing a special pre-sale for old world tickets. This will be the first ever old world event at an FLG tournament, at least in recent history. Cool. Yeah, uh, really, really excited about this. If you're interested in the pre-sale for Old World, hit me up on Facebook or send me a carrier pigeon. Email me. Uh, the TO on the West Coast, that his name is Dylan, he is the organizer, and he will be giving out more information on the pre-sale for this. But yeah, but but yeah, if you want to play Old World at BAO, you want to take advantage of the pre-sale because that's the only way to guarantee that you will be able to play. All right. Atlantic City Open, that happens in June. And yep, I'm yep, yep. Say you mentioned Jorge and mm -hmm. Jorge, as well as several of the other judges that were judges at Cherokee have, uh, you know, been, they were widely loved. People loved them at Cherokee. People were really impressed by, by them. These guys, George, Eric, uh, no, not George, uh, Jorge, Eric, and John. <laughs> Sorry, I have your, my notes were misspelled there. Jorge, Eric, and John, three of our well, judges. Some people do call him, him George in person. No, I'm, always like, it's, it's just, I'm like, it's definitely not spelled George. It oh, is J-O-R-G-E. I'm like, yeah. that's Jorge. Yeah, well, his name is Jorge, and he is an amazing human being. He has yeah. been helping us out since last year. He did an amazing job at Cherokee, along with Eric and John. So all three of them have been asked to be part of the ACO judge team. ACO is traditionally a little bit larger than Cherokee, so it's, it's going to be a big event. 
Really excited. And if for I that. remember correctly, ACO was the first FLG event that uh, Jorge had judged for us. Yes, yes, and that was kind of on the fly too. It was yeah. a step to the challenge. We, last we needed. We he stepped up when we needed a guy in the moment, and uh, he's he never looked back. And and and, and man, Jorge's on top of things, man. Like he, he gets it. Like he's he is pretty much the perfect judge. So we're very fortunate. He's working him. hard. He uh, he saved. I'll, I'll get to it. But he saved my butt when I needed some food. Oh, she's awesome. Uh, always happy to help. Um, yep. Champions Cup. That's that's our big event in September. Yes, We're working on a very key partner. I don't want to tell who this is, but this key partner would be supporting the hobby side of Champions Cup. Champions Cup, of course, will be a very large team tournament event focused, of course, on the, the competitive side of it. But we want to lean into the hobby part. And we have a, a, a partner that we've never really partnered with before. That is, um, I don't know, I, I will, more information to come on this one. Okay. And finally, we have the statement. We have to talk about the statement that went out today. Okay. Yep. We have your brief, short, and sweet, but it is important for people to know that Frontline Gaming does take its events seriously, and we listen to the community. And and moving forward, several things will be in effect at our events. Um, if 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 a if a repeat offender, uh, you know, cheater is coming to our uh, event, we will prevent them from coming to future events immediately. We're no longer going to. Uh, we'll we'd be taking a more oh, impactful, yeah. yeah, active approach. Yeah, active approach regarding those things. So we're very, very uh, excited. This will be going into effect immediately. Uh, as well, we will be, you know, basically enforcing the hobby element of the hobby requirements for tournaments. We've gotten extremely lax in the past, which is it's not that terrible of a thing. But there's a lot of people that want to go, you know, they're traveling across the country, if not around the world, to come to our events. And they want to have opponents that have, you know, armies that are painted. And, 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 the battle ready standard, which which is what was talked about in the statement, is also the standard for GW events. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 the community as a whole is raising a standard, and we're just trying to be in line with the community. I think. Exactly. Uh, traditionally, we've used the the three color minimum, which was kind of abused. People would literally put three dots of paint on a shoulder pad and call it a day, and it's like that's not really in the spirit of the game here. Yeah, exactly. um, so we are going to be moving towards a battle ready uh, standard as as yeah. gw uses so, as well as many other events use that will not be in effect for rocky mountain open because we want to give people a time to adjust exactly. the three yep. color minimum but by aco i would assume that will be the the baseline yeah. so so just you know spread the word to to your friends i mean it's it's we should all be endeavoring to do better every time we hobby um and in this is I have to, I'm full of tangents tonight. I'm sorry. Let's not do any work. Okay, just do it. This, this is the tangent show. Let's just just do it. Get out of here. I, I had a friend that once upon a time worked in um, MMOs online, MMOs, and uh, he would never play them. He would, but he would paint all the time. And he was like, no one could ever take a paint a model away from you, Seth. Yeah. And it's like if you, it's like if you spend time building and painting a model, that time is always valuable. That time mm -hmm. is always useful. And I was like, you know what? Fair point. So, you know, if you, if you have to spend a little bit more time getting your army up to that battle ready standard, that is time, in my opinion, that is that is used well, because that's never going to be a thing that you can't use because it's at that standard again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, 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 it honestly really does just make the whole event or the whole experience that much more immersive. Right. Too. Like it just, yeah. I had, uh, I had a random friend show up to the event that were I had no idea they were going to be there and they were super impressed with how everything looked. Oh, good. That's good. Cool. Love hearing that. Uh, oh, hey, guys, time for nerd news. Let's get Nikki D in here. Nikki D, take it away. What's happening in the world of pop culture? All right. I got I brought one thing to the table today, but it's a very big thing. James Gunn, his uh, and his takeover, his show running for the DC movie universe. Mm -hmm. They start filming for Superman Legacy tomorrow, February 29th. 
So, I mean, it'll be a few years before we really get to see the movie and everything, but, you know, Seth, kicker, are we going to be excited? Seth, I know you're, you're a DC Comics guy. Uh, are we going to be excited for this new universe and, and, and new DC uh, under the leadership of, of James Gunn? How are we feeling? Oof. Oof. I mean, certainly I've enjoyed, like, some his films. Um, I, I don't know. So I, he's not know. that excited. <laughs> I want Henry. And I know I'm not getting Henry, but that being said, like there's been plenty of times where like, I didn't want Robert Pattinson as Batman. And then I got him as Batman and I was like, you know what? I enjoyed him. Yeah. So I don't want to prematurely judge, but I, I, I can't, you know, I can't say I don't want to see Henry. And, 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 and Nick, you're going to hate that I say this, but out of all the superheroes in the world, I hate Superman. He's, he can't have x-ray vision, laser vision. He can't fly, have super strength and super speed. He's got too much going for him. And I'm like, dude, he's he's got to have hey, like more than just one kryptonite. Kicker, I got to interrupt you. Uh, and you need to get a notepad and write this down because Karen uh, Quinn just right. a good idea I'm, for the charity. A notepad. Let's do it. Children's Hospital at the... It's it's and shuts a n s h u t z medical center would be a great place to donate toys and models. Perfect, awesome. I'm assuming this is one in Colorado, right? For the army, it is. Co yeah. Coincidentally, I know I know some uh, I know a couple of pharmacists that work there, kicker. So we'll talk about that yeah, out offline. I, I, but I have my notes so, here. Thank you. Was this Kara Quinn who just? Uh, thank you so yes, much. Yep. Awesome. The one thing I'll note for everybody as it goes to Superman um, and the DC universe, when the DC universe is done well, like the DC uh, comic universe was, or like whether it was like Batman, the animated series or justice league animated series. When DC is done well, I think it's even better than Marvel where it's got higher highs, but it's got lower, it's got lower lows though too. And I want good DC movies back in my life. That's all I that do. I'm at. Oh, yeah. No, I want them to, I'm not, I'm not, I just, you know, Henry's my boy. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, okay. We've got Superman. There's something that I want to just, I don't know, toss out there. I saw it last night. It's been getting hyped up pretty. I've been getting targeted ads. I don't know if we get the same sort of targeted ads, but Shogun on Hulu. Um, I, have you guys even I've heard seen, about this? Yeah, thing? I've seen that pop up too. Yeah, like Ann and I were going to watch, my wife and I were going to watch something totally unrelated, but this, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's now live. Watch it now. Here's an ad. Watch, watch. I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll give it a shot. Holy, you know, it's, it's the production value is amazing. I was totally in, you know, like we, we are like, we are watching yeah. this unfortunately it's all in japanese so oh i'm out sorry yeah i'm like ah so i ha i'm i have a weird pet peeve i yeah i just yeah so no i don't mind like i am literate i don't mind reading the the subtitles the problem is that like we were eating cheese and crackers and like looking down at food all the time so we weren't able to to compose a a beautiful cracker with cheese and proper distribution of toppings and sauces and stuff so we're like this is something we eat while we're like eating pizza or or, or something where we can like you know focus on the screen, not on the. My my argument is, if I'm watching a visual medium like yeah. a, a film or a movie or a TV show, and you're making me focus on the bottom third of the screen all the time to read the text, I'm not seeing the whole visual medium. Yeah. I know I, I, I get that, I get that, but it makes it a little bit more realistic, right? You're having a Japanese guy speaking Japanese as opposed to bad English or not oh, bad no, English, like accent. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. But the production value alone was amazing. So it's like a gorgeous, it's a gorgeous series. Like it's going to be amazing. At least just yeah. to watch visually. You just, you know, and unfortunately I can't watch it because uh, I have to be reading. <laughs> what about you, Nikki D? Do you, do you, do you read? Do you read while you watch TV? 
Yeah, I'm a huge fan of subtitles when watching right. TV, movies, that sort of thing. My 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 wife and I have very much joined that trend of uh, like millennials or Gen Zers. We're we're in the millennial group, but that watch pretty much everything with subtitles now, just so that we get a good, <laughs> just so we know what's being said and everything else like that. So. That was just my wife. I really did. No, because like right. we're watching like we're watching like Chopped or like you know Shark Tank, and she has the subtitles on. I'm like, I don't understand why this is, but whatever. Yeah, it's it's totally not related to the fact that I'm probably gonna lose hearing at a young age from going to too many metal concerts but no i just i just i don't know it it takes some getting used to but now i i almost can't watch without oh subtitles gosh. now which and actually guys oh, this wait, wasn't in the show notes. did you need subtitles this weekend while playing no but what i was gonna say though it's like friday night i'm going to see dune part two yes i'm not i'm not gonna have subtitles like it's hmm. it's gonna throw me are off you gonna a be okay bit, but... are you gonna be okay i'm, oh, I'm gonna I mean, see it this weekend too and i won't do in part two i'm gonna be okay <laughs> Oh, sweet, guys. All right, Seth, take it away. What's happening in our main segment tonight? So we're talking about Cherokee Open. We've been we kind of been nibbling around the subject, um, but all three of us were there. We had a fantastic time, as always. Um, but let's let's tell some stories from the event before we get into the event results. So kicker, uh, this is our third year of Cherokee. All three of us there all three years. Uh, it's been a blast. Um, what was different about this year than other years? What was different from your experiences here from other years? Well, okay. For, for starters, um, you know, we're constantly innovating, adding new things. We have the achievement dice, you know, that people yep. really, really yep. like. We had the, the, the combat juice that, that Nick had alluded to. Um, but for me, the thing that really stood out is that fact that we have people now, just like the three of us, that have gone for three years as well. This has become a tradition. This is the thing that they do in February is they yeah. go to Cherokee with their crew. And so that would really surprise me. I had so many, the event has only grown, right? It's like the, yep. the repeat, I guess, attendee is like 90 something percent. So we're only getting new people coming in. And, and it's just, I've heard a lot of people say something that surprised me that this was like their favorite event of the year. Oh yeah, like oh yeah. over I mean, things. Like, and like, these are people that I saw go to like LVO. Yeah, these are people saying, oh, yeah, I mean, Adepticon's cool, Nova's cool, but like, and LVO's cool, but they just love Cherokee. And now that it's become this like fixture in their, I guess, their annual calendar, their calendar they, yep. like, they go to Cherokee as a road trip with their crew. They're spending the weekend up there. People are starting to bring more of their families. I, I know, Seth, that your wife came and, yep. and uh, there's quite a been there. significant others that came along. People are just making it a thing for them each year, which makes me really happy. It's like, okay, cool. We yep. did the right thing choosing to do an event out here. Uh, yep. um, on the land. I, I think uh you know we we've we've also been evolving the food in the hall that's been expanding year after year yeah um it's been it was great this year um yeah. i had breakfast and lunch in the hall every day in fact um this is like a little feather in your cap kicker to prove okay. your point that you always say it is some of the best food on the on the the resort um my wife uh, there's a Gordon's Ramsay style food court and she loves going to it. And she went to it the first morning and was like disappointed in the quality of breakfast sandwich that she got. And I had breakfast sandwiches in the hall every morning and I was like, they're great. And so the Sunday I was like, come down to the hall and get a coffee and a breakfast sandwich there. And she, it was better in her opinion. Than oh, the Gordon dude, that, make, uh, that makes me so damn happy to hear. And like a, a lot of people think like it's all BS where we're saying like the food's really good and it's made just for yeah. us. Because I, 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 I kept track of something that I think is very important to a lot of people listening. Shoot. I every morning I got a coffee and a, a croissant breakfast sandwich, and that cost me nine dollars. Which mm -hmm. for a coffee and a breakfast sandwich at a resort like this, you couldn't get a Starbucks for nine dollars. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Um, and then for lunch, I got two orders of chicken tenders, and that cost me twelve bucks. Yeah, yeah. And and guys, 
I mean, like I'm not lying when I say like they make this food for us and it's their yeah. chef for that restaurant. I met Ruben. He is the head chef from New York. He is he is like a professional, like amazing chef that is sitting there just making whatever we want. It is it's I don't know. I, I've been really, really proud of that. Uh, the food range has always been really, really nice. too. Yeah. So if you get bored with chicken tenders, which is a very common frontline gaming event food, they had everything from pizza to, to nachos and quesadillas. Yeah. And they had burgers and yeah, everything was there and they had food. We had dinner in the hall every night or well, not every night, uh, Friday and Saturday night. Not, yeah, not Friday and Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And uh, people, and this year what we did is we allowed the hall that uh, we had the food serve way longer hours at night so that yeah. people, you know, underworlds and Legion, they stayed late, dude. They played till like 11 o'clock at night, just drinking yeah, and eating. And sounds about right. Yeah. Those groups. Yeah. I think 40 K it's, it's uh, a lot of the 40 K guys and you know, we start a little earlier and they were, they were ready to call it quits after yeah. three rounds of 40K. But the other game systems, they stayed in the hall till late rolling dice. And and especially on taco night, they were there for a while. Mm. So sweet, man. Yeah, food was great. The venue's still great. Um, you know, I, I can't say it express enough. Uh, if you go into this event in the future, make sure you get part of the FLG room block because uh, I, I specifically know the price for the room was about 150 a night in our room block and 500 a night if you weren't in the room. How do block. you know that story, Seth? <laughs> Well, Who do you call on Thursday as you're driving up while he's busy setting up? <laughs> kicker. My, I don't know what it was, guys. But after the show last week, like getting ready, I for some reason was like, I need to make sure I have my hotel confirmation number. And I check Wednesday night before Cherokee and I see that I indeed have a room booked under the room block for Thursday night and checking out Friday. And I was like, well, that ain't right. I'm supposed to be there through Sunday. And this is my wife's birthday weekend. So like, I can't just wing it and so i called the 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 hotel on wednesday night and was like hey i i messed up my reservation and they were like yep you, we can get you the room for the weekend um but you won't be getting the room rate for the the friday and saturday night and i was like oh well how much is the room they're like 500 dollars a night and i was like yeah and i and i said it to some friends i was like look if it was just seth going i'd find someone's floor to crash on because an that basically i did the math and it was be an extra three basically an extra seven hundred dollars just in the cost of the room for us to stay those two nights and i was like but it's my wife's birthday weekend i don't want to make her like crash in someone's room whatever i was like i can either i either get the room right or i'm paying the extra seven hundred dollars that's that's my options um and so they were like well you know if you talk to your you know the event coordinator the that runs the group rate you know they might be able to get you the group rate and they're like kicker buddy please can i have the group rate for two more nights um and kicker saved my butt which i appreciated i do um, i had to pull but, some serious favors though because but, they're so they're basically like hell no i'm like oh no 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 this is this is really important to me please so so the point is don't make seth's mistake when booking for future events make sure you get the correct number of nights because yeah. i would have been out another seven hundred dollars just in in room fees um but anyway um i, I did want to you know okay so nikki and d d and i before we get into our performance i did have uh kind of one important story about the community that i wanted to share um but of course we can all jump in and uh share our stories uh from the weekend but the big one for me was um the formation of the wives club yeah. um and kicker you were you were semi-involved in this but i i don't want to go into too much detail to the individual in question but there was a a young woman at the event that um was having a, a very emotional personal issue that came up uh early in the event i think friday morning she um, was a player yeah she was yeah player. she was a player and she was very distraught and she had she had come to adam and then kicker to to help get the the, the the situation resolved as best we can and from a logistic standpoint kicker and adam were all over it 
they have this situation handled. From an emotional standpoint, we are not the three people you come to to solve your emotional crisis. I mean, Seth, you know, I don't understand the concept of empathy. Like, it just, I just don't so, understand. So <laughs> I was like, I'm like, this this girl is extremely upset and having a breakdown right now. We have solved the logistic issue, but we have not solved her emotional problem. And I was like, okay, I and kicker are not equipped to deal with this, but I know who is. And I was like, I'm going to call my wife. And I was actually about to call my wife when I looked up and saw one of my other buddies' wives uh, walking by. And I called her over real quick. And I was like, I told her what was going on. And I told her like, this, this, this young woman just needs uh, some friends and a safe space right now. Can you guys just hang out with her for a bit and, and help her calm down? And then she was all over it. She was all in. Um, then I found, I called my wife and in the process of calling my wife, I found two other of my friend's wives and they basically like formed the circle of like, we will look after this young woman and make sure she is comfortable and taken care of. Um, which is essentially those, those wives have now bonded through trauma of, of the situation. The young woman, um, rallied quite well and was was hanging out and enjoying herself the rest of the weekend which i was really glad to see that she was able to to still enjoy her weekend after something like that um but then the wives club has formed they've actually been texting quite frequently since the event kicker Aww. with different logo designs um and trying to figure out what logo to get for their matching jean jackets i mean this um, is amazing uh, this is amazing can we spot can frontline gaming sponsor frontline gaming will sponsor the wives club yes yeah, so there it was it was it was good to see them come together and kind of gel as a group. Um, but damn it, don't you love this community? Like yeah, stuff but, like this spontaneously happens and the community yeah. comes together to, to, to take care of itself. I mean, I love it. Man. It, it just, was, it was also funny because like my, my wife went out Saturday to go see a, a friend nearby, but the other wives kept checking on me. It was like, they were like, okay, well your, your, your wife isn't here to check on you. We'll check on you to make sure you're, <laughs> so, it was nice just to have that, that kind of, you know, the, the camaraderie you get when you hang out with the guys you play with, that's kind of extended to our, 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 our wives and our families. It's been nice to see. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, uh, so. All right. So Seth, Nikki D, both you guys were actually competing in the tournament. I, I was, of course, working the tournament. I did get to play during the meet and greet. And I played, I think, during round four, just against Mike uh, Gandalf, just the, the two of us were just kind yeah. of rolling dice, having fun. We basically you played one demoing. game over the... Say what? You were demoing the, the Kraska. Yeah, we were demoing the, the terrain on our, on our own table. But yeah, no, no. Uh, so I played a little bit for fun, but you guys were there playing competitively. Uh, you had goals. Uh, I guess let's start off with, with Seth. What was your goal? So my goal was five and one. Did you hit and, it? And and newsflash, I did hit it after yeah. I was fired as our competitive correspondent round one. Because yeah. um, I lost round one and then kicker immediately fired me as the role of competitive. Like you can't lose round one, man. Like, no. Um, so I, I got the five and one the hard way. Um, which I you know, I want to give a shout out to my opponents. They were all great. Um, I had the opportunity to play uh, a friend of mine, Doug Henson, on day two that I haven't played in four or five years. So it was really great to play him. Um, but it, all my games were, were a lot of fun. Um, it definitely playing that hypercrypt list made my brain hurt a little bit because every like every, at the end, my opponent would be like, okay, I'm done with my turn. And I would just have to sit there for like five minutes just staring at the board being like, I can do a million things, but only some of those things are helpful for me right you know like yeah. trying to figure that out um so it was it was a lot of fun a lot of good games a lot of close matchups um a lot of like crazy shenanigans with the with the hypercrypt list um you know five and ones i think 
uh, six of them made the top cut. Uh, I was outside the cop cut. Losing that that early round just meant that I wasn't going to have a lot of opponents with high win percentages because I was going to be always being paired into people that already had at least one loss um, throughout the event. So, um, you know, that hurt that hurt my my overall placing, but. I'm still very happy with the five and one, particularly with this being a new army for me with a very different play style for me. Um, so I, I was very happy with the progress. Dude, I saw you, I think it was the last day you playing the mirror match and I, and, and you were focused. Like that was the, the concentration of an, of a master in, in, in his, <laughs> it was hypercrypt versus hypercrypt. So we both could be anywhere at any time that we wanted. And I just be like, at the end of a turn, I'm like, all right, if I go here, how could you win? Yeah, and, and normally when I see my friends, whether it's you or any one of my friends, I'm like, oh, he wasn't having a good job. I slapped him in the back. I'm like, no, I am staying away from that table. I'm going to let him focus because this is a big game. Uh, Seth, so you had some good games. Nick, what were your goals and did you achieve them? So my goal was to be three and three. And okay. uh, how I described it to one of my friends is that I, I just enjoy being a master of the mid tables. Uh, <laughs> I Like that's my sweet spot. Like because like I'll win some games and maybe I get paired up into somebody and I... I, I face some opponents who are much better than me and then I'll get a win here and there, but that's, I really enjoy the vibes that are there. Uh, but three and three, and I wanted to have Mephiston kill a lot of things, which he did. Uh, I actually, so my round one, I played Dan, who I already mentioned, he was the death guard player that made the top eight and actually made it to the top four round four. I lost to this, to this guy named Brian Jones. Seth, you, you talked about Brian Jones last week. You, did. Want to remind, you want to remind the audience why you talked about Brian I, Jones? I called out Brian Jones because Brian Jones is a, a very accomplished night player for Team USA who went fi- who went 5-1 and one losing a narrow game at the end of LVO to, to miss out on the 6-0 and oh in the top cut. Um, and uh, I, I called him out as someone who could win the whole event. Yep. So no big deal. I faced him round four. Uh, he, he beat me by about 50 points. But let me tell you, that was one of the most fun games of 40. He's a super in a nice long guy. Time. Yeah. And then round six, I played against uh, kicker, one of your local guys, uh, Brian Green, oh, yeah. who yeah. also ran the narrative. And uh, so I, I uh, came up to him when the pairings went up and he said, hey, it's the end of the event. He's like, do you just want to call it and we'll get a drink and have some food? Do you want to play a game and just have fun? Or do you want to go head to head playing? to find out which one of us is the true winner. And I said, we're, we're finding out who's the true winner back and forth game. I think he won by six points in the end, but each turn, it was just a slobber knocker of a game. So I had a great time. Uh, all my opponents were wonderful, but uh, especially shout out to the three guys who beat me, Dan, Brian, and Brian. Um, good, good work, boys. <laughs> Dan, Brian, and Brian. <laughs> Not all very right. creative with the names here, guys, but it, hey, we work with what we can. All right. So let's get to some event results, Kicker. Yeah, Are you ready good. for this? All right. So best general, that would be your battle points uh, or your, your battle record placing. Uh, our number one was was Noah Newfin, uh, New, Noondorfer. The, I, I'm embarrassed that I'm having trouble pronouncing Noah's last name because Noah is a Southeastern local and frequently plays RTTs at the store I play RTTs at. Oh, so really? yeah. we cross paths a lot. I just don't know how to pronounce his last name, but super uh, excited for him. Um, I know he's been he's been working real hard repping his T-son. So really excited to see Noah take that spot. Um, I have to uh, give... Uh, Give some some acknowledgement here where it's due. Our number two, the other man that made it to the finals was Joshua Campbell, which if you remember from last week, was Nikki D's pick yeah. to win the event. So Nikki yeah. D job, uh, called it. Uh, Joshua, actually, Joe from Wargames Live was telling me he made top table and final table at um, Battle Dance Alzheimer's. Yep. So for two weeks in a row, he was the final table of, of Wargames Live. Yeah, so the reason I know Josh is a good player He's the guy who wins all my local RTTs. Uh, so for me, it also just makes me feel better that the guy that I always lose to locally is 
top finisher yeah. or second second place finisher. Makes you champion, man. Games. Makes you champion. And, uh, that's what and I think. You know that game. That last game was a pretty close game. It was a good yeah. game. Yeah, it was a good back and forth game. And they the banter th- between those two guys, they were, who they were giving each other a lot of hell, and it was all in good, 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 uh, good sport. So good times. Um, for our best painted, I got to give the biggest shout out ever in the whole wide world to our our friend here in chat, Dean Pritchard took uh first place as best painted uh amazing work with his um i think today i'm gonna go with clownfish themed uh tyranids because i always pick a new sea creature for the theme of his tyranids um but dean has been a a a hard uh grinder if that makes sense where he's always out there going to events trying to place well with his army getting the feedback from the judges trying to improve his army every single time uh really grinding for that that top placement and so i was really excited to see him make that not make make just top cut but also the best painted so uh it's great great job man really really proud of you uh another hobby goblins uh team member eric mullins um if you remember who i called out as potential a winner for best painted uh took uh second place with his i think it was chaos knights yeah. and then alex uh statimo came in third place for best painted uh great job lots of great armies on display guys it was there was a lot there was so many armies up for paint judging or like on day one and two i thought about taking my army get up paint trying to judge for paragon and i said screw it my not even a chance that i'm getting close to that with my <laughs> I mean, painting the hobby goblins were out in force at cherokee they were they, they were, were first I, best painted yeah quicker i have a hobby goblins jersey now Oh what? How, how did you get? Did you get? Are you waiting? Uh, I I did a jersey trade with oh. uh, Jacob, uh, so he, he got one of my Legion jerseys, and I got his Hobby Goblin jersey. Very so cool. yeah, I got. I'm just gonna collection of jerseys now. Um, and then Paragon, which if you remember, Paragon is a combination of paint and uh, tabletop performance. Uh, our number one goes to the man I called out to win the event, who. Uh, put our beloved Nikki D in the ground, uh, Brian Jones, um, fantastic man. Uh, love spending time with him. Actually my last round, I got to play next to him. So we got to have some fun kind of messing around with each other. He our number nights, right? He was running, yep, the he was running the, the, the Imperial Knights. I number... believe in a Rex. Canis Rex. Yeah, it was big, big thing. Yeah. It's on the screen. There's a Lancer. Um, he's that kind of like space themed basing that kind of glowing swamp. Our mm-hmm. number two, uh, Paragon was who I called the win the event overall as well. Uh, Colin Cochran running Chaos Knights. Uh, apparently, when I say you're going to win an event, I mean uh, overall, not not general. Yeah, that's, that's what, you mean. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I meant, Nikki D. Yeah. I mean, in, I in, meant in overall. Circles, winning the event is Paragon of the Hotter yes. Best overall. So. Um, and then our third place, uh, another person that beat up on our beloved Nikki D and friend of Kickers, Brian J. <laughs> Um, so you know we just uh, it's a, a little bit of nepotism but we love all of our friends and our friends happen to place well and i did get to see brian's display board and that display board was immaculate actually i think i played a round or two next to brian as well because i remember helping him get some score sheets oh, out well, well, let's describe his so brian is a friend of mine he's also yeah. security at, at lvo and he's yeah. an all-around good guy that helps with set up a strike brian has been sending me uh work of progress photos of not his army but of his display board and it's all hand painted that thing's ridiculous man describe it describe it for those that it's, so it's a custodian army and he's made he's obviously he's matched his basing scheme to the the display board but the display board is basically like the imperial palace with like tiled and gilded floors and he's painted yeah it's 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 it, well, I can't see the top of the image. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's but it, it, it's really impressive. And there's like yeah. a sound effect. He's got like yeah. a little speaker in there and everything. It's it's really so. well done. All right. Well, moving on over to our friends over in the AOS land. I know our TO, uh, Andrew Simmons, is in chat here. Um, but uh, he sent us this information. Uh, wait, I wait, had wait. To, time, I had time, to, time out. Time out. Time out. 
Andrew Simmons was not just our TO, he was our head judge and our assistant judge and the only judge for a very large Days of Sigmar event. This guy he was a that crowd and under control pretty well. He did an amazing job. And so many yeah. people came up to me after the event saying like, that was a great, that was a great judge. Like he did a great job. So Andrew, uh, you rock. Thank you so much for putting on a great uh, Age of Sigmar event. And he brings tasty cereal. <laughs> he did. He did bring me three boxes of limited edition sugary breakfast cereal. So very yeah. generous human being. All right. Uh, number one for best general uh, is uh, Che Zola. I think the T's silent. So I'm going to go with Zola. Yeah. Uh, number two, Mike McKeeby. Uh, number three is Walter Brock. Uh, and I uh, think I pronounced those two correct, at least. Uh, painted, uh, Tobias Kempf is our best painted. Uh, with this lovely, lovely demon army. Uh, number two, Connor Tolbert. And number three, Michael Schlegelmich. Good luck, yeah. <laughs> Schlegelmich. I'm going to go with that, Michael. Email me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Paragon, though. I think one of our Paragons is in chat tonight. Scott Delmain here in chat. It, Scott even has a branded uh, carrying tray. Hell yeah, Scott. Appreciate that. Um, look at those lovely, lovely Saurus. Uh, definitely. Uh, what are they? Seraphon now? They're Saurus in my heart. Um, number two for Paragon, uh, Mackenzie Ewig and number three, Kevin Lathers. Um, great job for everyone. Uh, super, super excited for everyone to, to get that, that recognition. I know you all work hard for it. Um, I know, uh, these, this is a labor of love and, uh, this is uh, what I can give you as my hearty appreciation. So great job guys. Awesome stuff. Any final thoughts on Cherokee? Uh, you know, man, I want to say other than how I'm going to win it next year. <laughs> All right, Seth, Seth is calling the shots now. No, guys, I, I really do want to say thank you to everyone that helped make the event possible. I mean, a lot of people helping set up and strike the judges. We had some regional judges that just were amazing that are becoming part of the team. Um, but also, like, I really want to say thank you to all the the audience members, the people that listen to signals every week that came up and talked yep. to myself, Seth and Nick. You know, it, it, you know, we're 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 just always happy to hear people say they love our show and they and they listen to us every week. So that was really really cool, Seth. I gave out I think the last few of my signals from the frontline stickers, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool seeing so many. Yeah, awesome it's people. it's always great running into you guys at events, particularly um, you know just just to hear. Not that you know talking the chat isn't great, but. Um, sometimes it feels like you are kind of talking into the void when you do yeah. these shows a lot. Um, so when, you know, someone comes up and says, Hey man, I listen to your, you know, I watch the VODs every Thursday after they go up. Um, and it just makes my day a little better at work. That that's kind of like what, what fuels us to keep doing this every week. Cause sometimes you feel like you're talking into the, into the, the black darkness of the internet. And you're like, then someone comes on and is like, nah, man, that makes my Thursday morning better every week. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely doing it now. Cause I got to make your, your, your morning better. So yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, Nick D, you popped in. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what do you got, man? I know you got, you're got. pretty excited about a certain feature-length film. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, Cherokee, though, see everybody there next year. I I mean, this is the third year that I've gone, right? And I have opponents like Connor from that I played round two, year one of Cherokee, mm. that I get to see him here, and I get to see him at LVO if I don't get COVID like happened, you know, this year. Like, these are people that I, you know, I shared a three-hour game with them once upon a time a couple of years ago. And when I see him in the gaming hall, it's a big hug. And it's, hey, when are we grabbing a coffee? When are we grabbing a drink? So it's a really cool experience. Um, the Cherokee feeling is definitely different than other events. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll let everybody in on maybe a little bit of a secret for Cherokee 2025. I might be walking my way over the hall to the AOS side of things. Whoa. Yeah, no yeah. I've, I've been hearing some rumblings to this effect. Wow. 
Yep. Yep. So I've, I've already said I'm likely to be picking up Sigmar and, uh, you know, Scott uh, Dealman, who was who was a uh, paragon for the hobby, was one of my road trip buddies. So he's been talking up AOS. Mm-hmm. Andrew Simmons is a local uh, guy to me as well, has been talking up AOS. So um, I think I need to be a good company man and try some of the different game assets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, so yeah. It's critical, critical, critical. Not the fact that they do a, a three day two 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 schedule. That has nothing to do. <laughs> I do. like. I really like their schedule. I mean, because at least because i you know i saw scott like he'd be starting at 10 a.m or something else like that and like four o'clock he's like hey guys i'm i'm done i had like a break in between and i'm like that actually sounds like sounds like you get a chance to get some sleep or just more time to drink combat juice which is not a yeah. either either one or both of those things sounds pretty appealing to me yeah it does it does sounds quite quite uh quite a, like a quite fun weekend yeah. all right uh kicker i think uh tonight we're gonna we're gonna hold on the frontline entertainment news um we'll, we'll put the pin in that uh because since we've already gone on for about 50 some yeah. minutes so uh final thoughts for the night i'm gonna be painting a lot of painting my hands will just be permanently stained this brown sludgy color as i weather like crazy uh nick what are you up to man spoiler free review of dune part two will be i'll have that i'll have that next weekend and then uh i'm gonna be painting lots of nurgle things i'm back on nurgle train that's what i'm that's what i'm focusing on now i think the last time you're on the nurgle train you got sick though i'd be careful yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true hey well Uh, well, i'm I'm waiting for for some paints to come in so i can finish off that that test tyranid um you know i've got uh I've got some ideas on things I want to work on for the other armies, but you know, nothing's pressing right now. So I'm kind of just going to hobby at my leisure and then I might be, uh, you know, uh, spreading some, uh, well-regulated mandatory democracy. Okay, great. Oh, (laughs) the game. (laughs) Uh, But that's all we got for this week. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of signals from the front line. Uh, thanks for tuning in, tune in with us next week. Uh, thank you so much for watching everyone. Have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys.